again. Big hit, Mac just did it again. There is a new SEC hit king, and his name is Jake Mangum. Seven strikeouts in a row for Will Bednar. That ball is into left field. Here comes Skinner. He's going to score. And a bases clearing triple for Tanner Allen. And this place is busting at the seams. See you later. Three run home run from Kellen Clark, and it's a blowout. I want to thank Coach Lamonis. You're going to bring the first national championship to this baseball program. Mississippi State, the national champions, destroying Vanderbilt 9 nothing. What is up, Bulldog Nation? It has been, how long has it been, Matt? Like three months, probably? Mm, not three whole months, but it's been, it's been a hot minute. Uh, it was before regionals, I think. Yeah, it definitely was. Um, it was pretty much the amount of time that Mississippi State has not been playing baseball. I think we probably recorded right after we beat LSU. Yeah, and LSU. Did, yeah, I don't think we did anything after we lost to A&M. And uh, here we are. And, you know, obviously LSU just won it all. And uh, so that makes us transitive property national champions three years running. Um. So hang the banner. But uh, what were your thoughts on Omaha, Matt? Um, I thought most of the games were really entertaining to watch, except for the finals. Like the first game in the finals was super good. Mm-hmm. And then the next two were blowouts. And that just kind of pissed me off. Like I, I understood why the second game was a blowout because like LSU was running six-year-old kids out there to pitch because <laughs> they weren't using any other decent pitchers. So I understand. Okay. Christian Little. But I figured that the third game would be a lot better than it was. I was hoping it would be, at least. I was really hoping. I wish, like, <clears throat> the two blowouts happened the first two games, and the last game mm-hmm. was the close one. But, I mean, I, of course, if you're an LSU fan, you want to blow them out the third game. I understand that. But, like, as a fan without a dog in the race, I would have rather watched better baseball. But, you know, yeah. Other than that, in Omaha, I thought the – the talent and the the games were pretty good, pretty fun to watch. You know, uh, my my new roommate that I'm living with, he was a TCU fan, so he was pretty invested until they got kicked out. So you know, it was it was kind of fun to watch with at least somebody that had a dog in the race. You know, and it's always fun to root against Tennessee. So you know, it was still interesting yeah, for to watch. sure. And I'm not going to act like I was pulling for LSU by any means. Um, but I, yeah, I, Omaha as a whole this year was much more entertaining than last year. And I'm not just saying that because Ole Miss won it last year, but it, I just felt like last year was so boring. Like the teams there, I didn't think were like, none of them were like super hot and really like, I don't know, elite. Uh, you know, this, I'm sure it's going to sound biased, but like, I felt like our year and this year were really good. I didn't want LSU to win by any means. I didn't want Florida to win either, but I found myself pulling for Florida just because LSU losing was better for us than them winning. Um, but, uh, you know, two years in a row that our two biggest rivals win titles immediately after we do. Um, I don't I don't know how many more things are, are on our list that we made with that deal with the devil that we made, but uh, it's getting old. Um, that was That was not a refreshing uh or encouraging ending to the year um and it just shows how freaking hard it is to win in this conference and even the division man uh <laughs> i mean have arkansas is a pop fly away from it being like what, six straight titles for the conference or something um so shout out dave van horn but man it's just uh you know we finally finally hired a pitching coach that happened in the you know two and a half months since we've recorded um, great hire, but really other than that, we have not done anything. I mean, we have gotten a D2 pitcher and a Juco pitcher. Like, yeah, our, our biggest, uh, recruiting wins have been retaining Hunter Hines in Dakota Jordan. So, yeah, I well, mean, from, I mean, those ahead. are definitely wins, uh, because like when they play on a team that's as shit as ours, you know, it's easy to see a bag of cash somewhere else and go but you know it really showed me this year with the the way that the nil is shaping up because this is the first year like of course it was around in 2022 Mm -hmm. but it wasn't really fully implemented um 
or maybe implemented isn't the right word. Maybe it was fully implemented, but it wasn't fully taken advantage of, I guess. But yeah. in 2023, I mean, this just shows you that like in this conference or in this, you know, not even in the conference in the whole like NCAA baseball, I mean, you can buy championships now. And I feel like that's going to start having something to do with football as well. I mean, football's got a lot more money to throw around than baseball. But, um, and we'll get into the football aspect of it later. But, I mean, LSU showed us this year that you can, in fact, buy championships now. And that's kind of scary for me as a fan of a team that usually does not have the money and capital to throw around like some of these bigger schools do. Yeah, that is true. But, I mean, I, I feel like we're definitely at a university where they're going to, if they're going to spend it, and you won't have to spend as much in baseball as you would football, obviously. I mean, the rosters are smaller, and, you know, the, just football is king everywhere. I mean, I don't think anybody – what Bryce Young got like $9 million or something in NI Alabama. Like, there's not a baseball player that's going to get that uh, – I mean, they're going to go pro. If they're that good, they're going to go pro. I don't know what Skeens made, but he he probably would have been – he's probably in the 500000 to $1 million range from things that I've read. Um, let me ask you this. Without without Tommy White and without Skeens, like how good are LSU this year? Or is LSU this past year, in your opinion? Um, without Tommy and Skeens? Yeah. I mean, I said – I mean, they're not winning a championship without Tommy and Skeens, but I, I think they're still competitive. Um, I, I I don't think, you know, I don't really know. If you if you take away that automatic win on Friday throughout the whole year, right. I mean, that really sets up a team for for greatness, or you take that away, and no matter how good your offense is, if you're having to fight on Fridays every day, uh, especially with the bullpen that they had. Now, I will say the bullpen really stepped up in Omaha. I was not expecting that bullpen to hold together as well. I don't think anybody was uh, in in the tournament or especially in Omaha when you're short resting everybody, you know. Um, so shout out to them. They kind of really pulled it together, kind of like Old Miss did last year with kind of just pulling pitchers out of their ass that really went above and beyond anything they've showed you for the rest of the, like the whole last year. And then they just come out in the tournament and pitch lights out. And, you know, that's what you have to have to win at this level in Omaha and in the tournament. So, but I guess I'm kind of getting sidetracked here. Uh, go back to your question. An LSU team this year without Skeens and without Tommy White, um, I think offensively, not as explosive, of course, because Tommy White was a very big piece of that offense. But, I still think offensively they could compete with most teams in the SEC, but I, I, I think without Skeens and with that rock, that bedrock that they had there uh, on him this year and on Fridays, I really don't think – I think they still make the tournament, but I don't think they're hosting. Um, and, you know, I don't think – yeah. I mean, that, that that's probably where I would put them without Skeens and without Tommy is in the tournament, not hosting. Yeah, I think their offense still would have been really good, but I think they would have been very similar to us, man. Like, I, I, they probably would have been better, but, um, I mean, A, they did lose to us, and B, like, they didn't sweep anybody in the regular season, if I'm not mistaken. And if you take Skeens out of that equation, a lot of those two-to-one series wins probably flip to one-to-two losses. Um, I mean, who's to say we wouldn't have swept them if they didn't have Skeens? Uh, it's just it's a it's a kind of a two for one with him being that good because yes, it's an automatic win on Friday, but it's also the fact that you're saving everybody else you have for probably the last two innings of Friday if he's not throwing a complete game, and then for Saturday and Sunday, so it's a a, a two for one advantage there. Um, it must be nice, but it dude should have been a pro, but should have been a pro regardless. Uh, you know, but yeah, you're completely right. I mean, they, they bought a title and you know, it's legal now and they did what they had to do. Yeah. I don't um, mean that in a, in a negative way. I, I mean, like use the rules, the way they're set out to get the best opportunity for your university to win. Like I, when I say buy a title, yeah, they did buy the players to get the title, but 
so can we, and so can other schools. So like, you know, use that to your advantage. Um, and that's something like you were saying that I don't see us doing right now. And it's kind of scary, but you know, we'll see how it pans out. Yeah. And I mean, you know, and we say that within the realm of like getting your money in a moral way, not using children's hospital funds. <laughs> yeah. Well, of that's course, a, that's a whole nother conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So I'm with you there. Uh, but, you know, kind of looking at us from the outside in, you know, our offense was, it was fine. It was, it was above average. Um, and had it not been playing from behind the whole year, it probably would have been better than that. Uh, but just kind of looking at this team going into next year, man, just like, what are, what are you looking for? I mean, the holes are obvious, but like, how far away are we from being, let's say, host worthy next I, season? I, this is gonna, it's gonna be a, a bold take, I think. Maybe a hot take. Maybe, maybe not a hot take. Maybe a lukewarm take. We'll see how it comes across. Um, but looking at where our team was towards the end of the year this last year, and I'm just looking at the guys that we're gonna have back next year. Um, I really think we are an ace and two we're an ace and two really dependent guys out of the bullpen away from hosting again. And I say that thinking of look at where we were on offense last year and in defense in the sense that we now have a true freshman shortstop that showed that he can really play in the field last year and he's, you know, decent at the plate. I don't mm-hmm. think that gets worse this next year we lost our third baseman we need to fill that hole um we'll see where that pans out uh we have a first baseman in hunter hines i I feel like he's going to be in the lineup and be out on the field the whole time since hammer's not there this next year uh high feel high phil really stepped up and showed that he could play behind the plate towards the end of last year uh and he's a decent bat um we also got a new catcher in the portal the other day I yeah, saw. Yeah, forgot I, to mention him. I yeah, think that was just a, a depth thing. I don't know, you know, I I, I think high, I think it's high fill spot to lose at this point. Um, sure. But we'll see where that pans out. Uh, we've definitely got, I think Bryce Chance is going to be in left field. DJ is going to slide over to center. And then we've got a hole in right field. But just in those guys that I have just mentioned, we have – guys with experience this last year and you know young guys that i feel like are only going to get better so you know from what i saw last year and the at-bats some of these guys were taken throughout the year and then getting progressively better i and and the defensive side of it because like dj is pretty good in the in the field like we talked about i think the other day on twitter he had a couple big mess ups but other than that like pretty solid bryce chance very solid in the field um, our infield is going to be a question mark. I haven't heard about Larry. I, is have you heard anything about him? Is he is he gone or is he planning no, on sticking I, around I, next year? I have I have not. Um, he's somebody I would like to keep. Somebody I think is solid, but not somebody that I would just be like, oh my gosh, we lost him. Uh, and, you know, and we quote unquote lost Alfred, but yeah, no. I, oh, I, th- we I think that was that. A, a mutual a mutual decision. I'm pretty sure we talked about that on the podcast. One of the last ones that we did, well, we thought Alford was gone. Like, we did. We before, did. And, I, you know. and I had mentioned even before that that I thought that he was not very good. Yeah, I think, and that's – I don't think that's Georgia stealing him from us by any means. No, you know, that's, no. That's not him at all. being asked to resign, I believe. Yeah, and just like, you know, quick cap on them. And, you know, apparently him and DJ are, are friends and – so I guess DJ's like his only friend on the team, but uh, they're on the same travel team and their travel coach hates both state and Ole Miss um, for various different reasons, but uh, allegedly was encouraging DJ to also transfer to Georgia. Um, so that was kind of how that happened. And I think, I don't think it, it was that serious of a risk. I mean, obviously he went in the portal for like 14 hours, but I think that was an NIL leverage move um, and probably a smart one on his behalf. But I mean, he's a smart kid. He's got to know that, you know, it, there's that would, I wouldn't say career suicide, but that would be a terrible career decision for him to go there. Um, 
that I mean, do you want to go play in front of like forty-seven people? Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, and get what? Where's the the development now? If he was a pitcher and like didn't know anything about who he had coming in, that that'd be different. But um, yeah, so third baseman, uh, an outfielder. Um, I if Cade Smith comes back and we get one solid ace and a couple just you know don't even have to be dominant but just reliable and you guys guys uh you know we'll we'll probably have i mean we will have stone simmons back next year um and he'll be healthy so you know and and brooks as well auger uh uh, auger yeah and pico will he be ready to go at the beginning of the season because i know they pushed his tommy john way too late and I don't know why he got a Tommy John that late, why he didn't have it so far early. So I'm not 100% sure if he'll be ready to go at the beginning of the season next year, but you got to hope maybe we'll see him at some point next year. But at least Auger and, and Stone will be back. And those are two pieces that were pretty decent for us. So, you know, if we can have those guys in the pen to get us out of some jams every once in a while and give us three, four good innings, I mean, that would be that'd be huge, you know, because we, we just didn't have that this year. No, not not at all. Uh, on the Pico thing, yeah, his surgery was in February, I think. So if he does come back, I think it would probably be like last couple of weekends of SEC play. You know, hopefully, going into the postseason, and probably just as a, a closer role. Um, you know, if I'm his parent, that's or something. That's probably what I'm telling him. I mean, I just eighteen months is pretty standard. Uh, I've seen a couple fourteen. Um, but you know, who's to say, uh, some people recover faster than others. Um, but yeah, you know, but we just need, I mean, maybe it'll be better with Scott not being there, but we, I mean, we just got to get deeper because you know, knocking on wood, but the reality is somebody's going to get hurt next year too, probably more than one. Um, you know, and I don't even know for sure if, if Nixon is coming back, uh, that's somebody we need to keep. <laughs> um, so I don't know, man, it's just. I I thought Lamonis made a great hire, but where's the where's the guys? I mean, we can have Nick Saban, but if we have a bunch of JUCO football players out there, I I just he can't even will that team to a bowl game. So I don't know, man. I, I'm just nervous. I'm not too, I'm not too optimistic about about the situation at the moment, and that could change in a week. But just right now, it's just like man. What like what are we doing? Um, but that that's all I got on baseball. We're way long away from that. Uh, if you have any more thoughts on baseball, shoot them, and then we'll transition to football. And eh, not really. It's just we're in the time period of wait and see. You know, we can sit here and speculate all day, every day until opening day next year, and it really won't do much unless we see some movement and we see some some news to report. So you know. I I want to hope that we're headed in the right direction. I feel like our players that we are bringing back this year were headed in the right direction. We just need to get the coaches and some more guys around them that can help steer us, keep steering us, keep steering us on track here. So that's what I'm for sure for. Yeah, I'll ask you this last question, and then we'll we'll slide on to football. What is the bare minimum for Lamonis next year to keep his job? I think bare minimum would be making the tournament and doing I to me I feel like if we don't win a regional next year for me I'm I'm almost out on him but uh I think the school if we make a regional next year they'll probably keep him depending on how the rest of the season looks like if it just looks like we're we're the last one in and we're limping mm-hmm. across the finish line maybe not mm-hmm. but we'll see yeah, I, this is uh, something that I, I I'm more of a, a results thing as far as like the end of season. Get, a lot of people are saying, "Oh, well, if he hosts next year, he's fine." I'm like, "Okay, so if he hosts and we go O2 barbecue in our own regional against Campbell and like Dallas Baptist or something, are you saying he's going to keep his job? Because to me, I would rather go in as a two or three seed and win at Virginia or at East Carolina and make a super to me, he's got to make a super. I don't care how he does it. I don't care if he's a 
two, three, or four seed and only gets in because he we won in Hoover, he's got to make a super. You know, I don't care. I mean, I want to host a regional just because I want to go. But that if, if he hosts a regional and we don't win it, to me, that's even more embarrassing. Like, just like you have the best home field advantage in the country and you, you couldn't win a regional like just you know get get him out but that that's just me um i, I could care less i would not say i care less but the end result is much more valuable to me than uh a season's you know worth of progression and being a top 16 and the only exception there i would say is if we do good enough in the regular season to host i'm knocking on wood again and then we lost like two of our best arms going into postseason and just lost because we, you know, lost our, but like our Friday and Sunday starter going into, you know, June, that'd be the only exception to me. Yeah. Um, like I said, knocking on wood there, but like that, you know, make a super, it, it just, if to me, he just needs to be safe. He needs to make a super. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. I mean, that's a, decent outlook on it i think i mean he's he's really got to prove himself this year because like we thought we had caught lightning in a bottle in 21 and then with the same coaching staff for the last two years we've just been utter dog shit and that just can't that that can't happen so like not not at this school not at this facility not at this Mm -hmm. this level of baseball that just can't happen uh, with no. what it means to this university, so something he he either has to outperform expectations this year, or to me, he's dead. Yep, would agree, and uh, that'll be an interesting um, thing to just watch all all next season. But anyway, it is what it is, and uh, best of luck to him. And and that being said, I'm not going to ramble on more, but I want him to keep his job because I like him. But oh yeah, do his no, I'm in the same the boat. I want to see him keep his job and I want him to win baseball games for us. I'm not, yeah. I don't say I want him gone because I want him gone. I just want him to do better. <laughs> yeah. 100%. Well, man, um, getting into college football, I think we're like six or seven weeks away now, uh, from week zero, which we don't play on, but, uh, some scrubs do. And I'll be glued to the TV watching Hawaii and Vanderbilt or whoever the heck it is. Um, but we're, what we're going to do, uh, in the weeks leading up to it is we're going to preview two SEC schools every week, uh, and we'll do Ole Miss and state last, uh, but getting into that, just to, just to kind of get us warmed up here, uh, I wanted to do a, just a, a lightning round of what you hate the most and what you, I guess, respect the most of, of each SEC school. Uh, so I'm going to rattle them off. And you just answer with like the first thing that comes to your head. And if you need need to elaborate, like that's fine. All right, I'm ready. Okay. Are you gonna uh, get yours too, or just me? Yeah, yeah, I will. And and if you, you know, if it's if it's what you said, then I'll just say same, and we'll move on. All right. Uh, you're gonna start off the bat here, um, with LSU. So what I hate most about them, and what I respect about them, correct. Uh, what I hate most about them is the circle of their fans that are just stupid Cajun bitches. Like, I, <laughs> I say that because, like, I, I feel like the circle that I'm alluding to are people that have never went to the school. Their family never went to the school. They grew up seeing LSU winning, so they decided to be diehard LSU fans, and and I have people that I know pictured in my head right now, and that's what angers me the most about this fan base. But just that, just people who blindly follow and like they will sit there and just they're, they're some of them are so naive about things that it hurts, and they're just dicks to people for no reason. And, and I'm not saying all LSU fans are like this because they're not. I have a lot of friends that are very good LSU fans, and I enjoy going to games with them and hanging out. But just some of them are just just so dog shit in my mind. Just <laughs> bad fans. They they're they're fair weather fans. You'll never see or hear for from them when they're not doing well. And then when they're doing well, they shove it down your throat and act like they're the son of God's football team or some shit like that. You know so. That's valid. 
That's yeah. valid. Um, uh, go ahead and do your love, and then I'll yeah. What I respect you. most about them is probably not their baseball fans because a lot of their baseball fans are fair, fair weather fans too, uh, because they don't fill up their stadium and I never see them talk about baseball on Twitter until this year. But as a program, I have a lot of respect for LSU because I grew up, you know, reading and watching the videos and seeing how Mississippi state baseball with Ron Polk and LSU kind of started sec baseball and them being one of our big rivals in baseball. I have a lot of respect for them in baseball. So I kind of felt myself pulling for Florida too, because they're our rival. But you know, like if they beat us or we beat them, like you know, I still have a respect for them either way. In that sense, just the history of that baseball program and how it's intertwined with our own. Very, very, uh, very valid, and uh, I'm with you on that. Uh, I'm, for my hate, um, it, it's definitely the uh, superiority complex that they have when they're good, uh, and then the fact that that when they're like you said, when they're not, they're just like non-existent. Like I can't tell you how many LSU fans just decided to to love baseball uh, two weeks ago. Right. That that was um, my biggest gripe too. I hate I hate fans like that. Yeah. And uh, another thing I don't that pisses me off on the superiority complex. They are the only uh, Power Five school in the state, and they're in one of the most talented, concentrated. Um, states as far as recruiting there is and have so all this money and they and they just always like look down on the on the the states and you know south carolinas of the world because uh you know oh you're not as good as us but then like as soon as you know we get them in an upset one out of every three or four years it's uh it's an excuse it's it's never like oh well y'all are better this year there's always an excuse um like i even had fans talking shit after they won the world series and about like, Oh man, you're just jealous. You're not as good as us. I'm like, well, if you were a fan a month and a half ago, you would know that you lost us on your home field, even though we were second to last in the conference, but you don't know that because you decided to be a fan this week. So I'm with you on that for sure. Uh, I think the thing that I respect the most about LSU is the consistent, impressive elite level of alcoholism that their fan base can endure. And I'm not talking jello shots because we both know they like, just had people pay $30,000, $40,000 just to put a number on the board. That whole Rocco's jello shot thing is bullshit now. There's no stock in that. But um, if you ever go to Death Valley, you will see teethless 300-plus um, pounders in overalls and barefoot just hammering uh, warm bottles of Taka vodka and gin. And it's just... It's impressive it's the a things. Sight to behold, I will say it, it, it is almost like going to a circus uh, at a, a rehab center. I mean, it's just phenomenal levels of drinking. Um, so shout out to to those guys for that. Uh, uh, next next one off the list here. Keep it in the West. Uh, we're gonna go with Bama. Bama. What do I? I feel like I hate Bama not because they're good and they beat us every year. I feel like I hate Bama a lot of the same reasons why I hate LSU in the sense that 80% of their fan base is out-of-state people who didn't ever had, never had any ties to the college. They just liked them because they, they won. And they're, I feel like even, at least most LSU fans you talk to, not all, but most. They're re- regional at least, or well, our regional, yes. Everyone in everyone in Louisiana is an LSU fan. Not everybody, yeah. you know. But of course, there's two schools in Alabama, so you can't really say that. Right. But I will say, at least LSU fans, most of them, not all, most of them, at least kind of know what they're talking about, or at least have some knowledge of the players or the school or what's going on. Where eighty percent of Bama fans I talk to have no clue what's going on. They just, I'm a Bama fan, roll tide. And that's that's the extent of their sports knowledge or sports, you know, whatever. So that pisses me off about them. What I, what I respect about Bama is a school that is in the middle of Alabama, United States, one of the poorest, 
you know, one of the poorest states in the in the country. I mean, they're right there with us, Mississippi. And they have had so much success, you know, wh- whether it be Bear Bryant, in, you know, in the when was he coaching in the 80s? 60s, 70s. Oh, 60s, 70s. Wow, I was way off. But early, early 80s. Too. So many years of like success, and then they had so many years of absolute dog shittery, and then they get Saban again. And you know, some of these coaches that can pull that off in the in the state of Alabama is actually pretty, pretty uh, interesting to me. So I respect that. Yeah, I'm with you there. Um, yeah, they're on the uh, bandwagon ass. I mean, uh, it, they're worse to me because as far as compared to LSU, because they, if you ever go there, especially if you're like college age, like dude, 60 to 70% of their student base is like from New York, Michigan, New Jersey, California, Texas. And they just go there because they couldn't get into Stanford or MIT or Michigan or Syracuse, whatever the hell. So they went down south and got into a school with a lower acceptance, much lower acceptance rate, and for about a quarter of the price. And they're just because they win at everything and can party and have a good time, which, you know, partying is great. But like, you go up to the average Bama fan at Rounders or something and say, hey, uh, you know, y- y'all been good, you know, for a long time now. Uh, man, it's just really, really killing me. Uh, who was who your quarterback in, um, in 2020 i just cannot remember they're gonna look at you and just be like uh, uh like they just they don't even know like common football stuff i mean i had a guy one time after it was like two games after jalen hurts got benched for tua tell me that he did, like he had no idea who jalen hurts was and he was a student there and he was like a senior and we were at a game. Like I was, it was just mind boggling. Um, the, the lack of knowledge that the fan base has, they just ramble off roll tide and that's it. So that's what I don't like about them. I'm going to keep it simple on the respect thing. I respect the shit out of Nick Saban, even though he like still thinks they should have made the playoff last year just because they were favored, even though they were favored against Tennessee and LSU and lost both those games, but that's whatever. Um, this next one's a, a, a more fun one. There's a lot of interaction between our fan bases, and it's Arkansas. Okay. Yeah. We need to start rolling through these a little bit more. Um, yeah. thing I hate about Arkansas is the superiority complex of their football fans in the past two years because they have been dog shit for so long, and then they got good, and now they think they're better than everybody else, especially us and Ole Miss, which they're not. Um, I mean, we beat them. Beat them last year. We lost to them the year before. Did we beat um, them bullshit, the year before that? Call. So there in twenty was their first win over us, or their first SEC win since Chad Morris destroyed right. the program. That was the game after LSU. KJ played like shit. Callen Hill got a concussion. Yada yada. So and then in twenty one we had them beat, and they called some bullshit pass interference call on Traylon Burks. That's so they right. beat us. We yeah. got robbed, and then we beat the shit out of them last year. Yeah, so, like, you know, it just – that pisses me off. Um, but, you know, respect, I guess, uh, goes to their baseball program. I mean, they – I will say they are not fair fair-weather fans. Their baseball program and fans, it's always fun to watch us in Arkansas play, even though they've had our number the past couple of years. Uh, even when we won the championship, they still swept us. But their fans in baseball are immaculate. Albeit ugly and stupid, they are really good baseball fans. So I respect the shit out of them for it. And uh, yeah, I'm de- definitely with you on there. They, you know, regardless of Dave Van Horn being like the second coming of Mike Martin, I mean they they're consistent. They show up. They're rowdy. Um, they think they have the best baseball stadium and environment. The environment may be kind of arguable but the stadium is not uh as far as far as hate goes keep it simple dude that woo pig chant is cringe as fuck it's annoying so uh, i'm leaving it there uh the next one is one of my favorites to shit on and yours as well it texas is A&M. Tex- texas a&m <laughs> uh 
Also, the superiority complex, they think they're just from Texas and they're so much better than all of us, even though we beat them. I mean, we're 5-5 five and five with them since they joined the SEC, and if you go back, we are actually leading the series all time, so they can shut the fuck up about that. Um, and also their stupid cult-like behavior, all their stupid rituals and all that stuff. It's so just weird and cringe and weird. And then don't even get me started about the yell leaders. There's a lot I hate about Texas A&M. Um, the thing that I respect about Texas A&M is their football fans. Uh, even though, I mean, they have one of the best football environments, I would say, in the country. And I will say, even last year when they started sucking, I mean, there were a couple games, like there was one game that there wasn't very many people there, but it was also raining and extremely cold, so I kind of get it. But even like towards the end of the season when they knew they weren't very good, I mean, they still had a very intimidating football environment in that stadium. And, you know, they're going to show up for their football team, even if they suck like under the most highly paid and unrespectable coach there is. So, you know, I'll give them that. Yeah, I'm with you there. Uh, I'll start with my respect thing. Um, I don't know how they do it because from what I've seen, A&M looks like a big federal prison, but they still get like 70,000 students there a year. So like I respect that and I respect, you know, there's like the, do that in Texas though. That, that's true. But even, even compared to like, I don't know. There's a lot nicer schools in Texas uh, from the outside looking in. Um, but maybe I need to go to College Station and, and, and appreciate it more. But, yeah, I'm with you on the stadium for sure. I think it's a top three environment in the conference. Uh, dude, on the hate side, though, there, there's so many things. Uh, but just the uh, the midnight yell is by far the worst. I mean, I, I know it's supposed to be a joke and, like, not that serious. But I I don't I don't know how you can attend that and just not – cringe up in a ball and like implode i mean it is it's it, i get secondhand embarrassment watching it on my phone by myself and it Great man it, it's it's bad but yeah dude uh and you know this is, maybe isn't their fault as much but the media giving them a uh, top 10 hype every single year um just to go anywhere from five and seven to eight and four at best uh that shit's hilarious yeah. so that's that's where i am uh on to the next one we are looking at the auburn tigers Auburn, and I don't really, I don't have so much, so much hate for Auburn. I don't really know what I hate about them other than they don't know what mascot they have. That's weird. Um, but also, I don't know. It's just, I don't like their colors that much. I don't think they mesh well. And uh, they hired a really funny football coach. That may be more of a respect thing because love to see Hughes back in the league. Um, and I think it's going to go great. There's no way that could backfire because he can pay players for realsies now. So, you know, I respect him for that. I don't know if he can pay them in sex. Well, you know, he can pay them and then they can get, they can call the prostitutes. I mean, it works, you know, they can use their money, whatever, they, whichever way they see fit. Yeah, that way they go to prison and he's off uh, scot-free. So maybe he should send him to Vegas. Um, man, yeah, I, I don't really hate them that much either, and this may be a, a ripoff, kind of what Brandon Walker said the other day, but I always hate I, – or not always, but I hated the fact that they pulled all that shit with Brian Harson oh, trying yeah. to get him fired for sleeping with – or allegedly sleeping with a staffer that he brought from Boise and then immediately flipped around and hired a coach that literally bought hookers for his players and recruits. Um, that's literally the definition of hypocrisy. Uh, but plenty of things I do like about them. I love Auburn as a college town. I think Sky Bar is probably the best bar in the South. Um, I like the size of the town. Uh, people have always been relatively friendly, and I think Jordan-Hare is an extremely underrated football environment. Um, so that's what I got on them. And uh, we'll roll on to just make it easy. Uh, State. Um, what do you hate and appreciate about State? I didn't know we were doing ourselves. Kind of caught me off guard. Um, what I hate is some of our fans and some of our, most of them are older. 
and just some of the ways they think about things like, you know, I understand that sometimes things are the way they are for a reason. And sometimes those reasons should, or sometimes those reasons aren't as good and maybe things should change. Um, and I also hate our sunshine pumper fans. I hate all of them. Um, what I respect about state is even though we have been so bad in baseball the last two years, we have stuck by our baseball team for the most part. There have been a couple like that Steve King guy on Twitter. He's a retard. But, um, <laughs> uh, most of our fans have stuck by the team and like, we're still breaking attendance records on year two of being dog shit. So, you know, that's pretty cool to cool to see. Yeah, I'm with you there. Definitely got to respect the uh, the commitment to baseball, even when they are ass. Um, I'm with you on the on the hate thing as well. There's a select group of Boomer fans that just like got to realize it's not 1980 anymore, uh, and you need to adapt to thrive and survive. Um, and there's some some things that uh, just not just state, but just Starkville needs to do just to to update, get better, to grow. Um, you know, Starkville is nicer than, than a lot of outsiders think it is, but it's definitely could be improved. Uh, so that's where I am with state. Uh, we'll roll on to the, to the East here. Um, and we'll do Georgia off the rip. Georgia barking mm. fans. That's stupid. That's annoying. And you all should be put down. Um, <laughs> I, I respect Athens as a college town. I think it's really cool. I've never been there. Uh, but I, it's on my bucket list. I really want to go. Everything I've heard about it is immaculate. Uh, the way they do game days and everything, it just sounds like a really cool place to go. So that's what I respect about Georgia. Yeah, definitely with you there. Uh, it's basically impossible not to pick the barking fans on the hate side. I mean, that that's worse than some A&M cult behavior. I mean, that's weird. Like they do it like at restaurants and like on – the bus or the airplane and stuff. I mean, it's just super like just rabid, weird behavior. Um, on the respect side of things, uh, I'll just keep it simple. I, I respect Kirby smart. I think he's probably building what Saban built, uh, or started building in, in Bama in 2007. And, uh, I'm glad that we don't play in the East. And of course they would do away with divisions right when that's dwindling down. So that's great. Um, kind of a, a harder one to get onto uh, immediately after them is Missouri. Um, yeah, I don't really think about Missouri ever, so it's kind of hard to really know much about them. Um, I think I'll, I respect their logo. I think their logo is cool. I hate their colors. Black and gold is stupid, and I'm going to leave it at that. Yeah, uh, a couple things I hate. Uh, I think I, I hate Drinkwitz. I think he's a freaking dweeb. Um, I hate their fans that think they belong in this conference when they contribute absolutely nothing. Uh, they and I went hate to the, the SEC championship. Uh, my two God, years I was in a row. I was about I was about to mention it. Yeah, I hate <laughs> the fans that hold on to the fact that they won two East Division titles that they made rings for when the East was absolutely dog shit. I mean, Georgia wasn't good. South Carolina wasn't good. Florida wasn't good. Tennessee definitely wasn't good, and they're they just like they hold on to that. I'm like, dude, if it, I'm not even gonna play what if game. That's just just annoying. Thing I respect about it, uh, or dude, I I, uh, I respect that their baseball team has beat us like twice in a row. Uh, that's about all I got. Um, I'll leave it at that. Uh, next one up is Florida. Um. Uh, I hate Florida for the whole Dan Mullen thing and destroying our last – our making us lose that Egg Bowl. Um, I hate them for that. I also hate their stupid crocodile alligator jerseys. I think yeah, those, those are the good. ugliest things in college football. Um, what I respect is the swamp. I think it's a pretty cool place, a uh, pretty cool game day atmosphere. Um, and – yeah, that's about it. Yeah, I don't I would really say, interact with Florida fans ever, so I really don't have yeah, a, a yes I don't or see no them on their Twitter. fans, you know? Yeah, I don't see them on Twitter very much. Uh, I would say that's probably one of the things I hate about them, though, is I don't feel like they show up to shit. I mean – Especially not look, baseball. 
especially not baseball. And they obviously had an elite baseball team this year, and they have a very nice facility, and they just could give two fucks. I mean, they just do not care. I mean, uh, I think what their highest attendance this year was like 8,000. Yeah, it was in the regional, I'm pretty sure. Got like, what, yeah, like I mean, that's, that's pitiful. Um, yeah. Definitely, I, I guess I, I, I kind of like the Swamp. Uh, I, hated, I, I hate Scott, Stric- Scott Strickland. Uh, can kick rocks uh, <laughs> for sure. And I, I hate the fact that they think that they're going to be good when they literally just went six and seven with a quote-unquote top five pick. Uh, next one on the list, kind of an off-ball one here, is South Carolina. Um, yeah, I, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't really have – whole bunch of bad stuff to say about South Carolina. Um, I I think they're just kind of mid in everything. Uh, I think what I I think they have too high of hopes going into this football season. I'll say that for sure. Um, I don't think their quarterback is as good as everyone thinks he is. I mean, he had some really good games last year, but he also had some really ass games last year. I think their head coach is he's very high energy. I mean, you know, so you got to give him props for that. I mean, you know. Got to do something to get them, uh, get them going. I don't really have a huge thing I hate other than the fact that I feel like they're going to be disappointed in when football comes around this year. Um, and what I respect is their baseball program, what it's added to the SEC, and their baseball park. You know, a lot of people don't really talk about South Carolina's baseball program and stuff, which maybe not program is the right word, but their park. They have one of the better uh, baseball baseball uh stadiums in the sec and it's kind of left out of a lot of the conversations when we're talking about um you know baseball parks in the sec who's better or whatever of course mississippi state and arkansas are high up there on the list you never see florida even though it's one of the nicest and the newest you never see them because it's Mm -hmm. never packed so you know right no one no one really gives a shit and it's kind of small yeah, it looks um, like a render ring all the time but, because there's nobody there. Yeah, like a lot of the times I'll see like the top four be Mississippi State, um, Arkansas, LSU, and Ole Miss. And I think South Carolina Stadium is much better and nicer than LSU's and Ole Miss's. Um, mm-hmm. it, it can't hold as much as either one of those, I don't believe. Um, but as far as just the stadium is, it it's better than both LSU and Ole Miss, though I don't see how LSU and Ole Misses are ranked where they are. I, or I guess it's not ranked. This is all like a power, but still, shit, yeah. Um, I, I feel like they're really slept on in that sense, and uh, that's what I respect about them. Yeah, with you there. Um, I respect their their football environment. Uh, I, I I hope to go this year. Um, they've been on my bucket list for a while, and. Uh, I feel like if, if I don't go this year, there's no telling when we'll play them on the road again. So I'm going to try and get that done. Um, what I hate, though, Spencer Rattler, he's probably the cockiest shit player in college football. And the ugliest. Uh, and the ugliest. And what I also hate is how they think that they are literally not the Mississippi State of the East. Yeah. I mean, they have done less in the last – since they've been in the conference than we have. And – almost every sport. I mean, I just don't, I, I don't get it. I mean, they're, they're not bad, but they're not good either. And when they are good, it's few and far in between. Uh, so that's me on them. Um, next one is Kentucky. Uh, they're basketball fans in the last couple of years whining because they're not good anymore. Uh, I respect their football program, but I, I think they're always overranked. And I hated their quarterback last year. I don't think he was near as good as everyone thought he was. But we've talked about him multiple times. Um, so we no, don't have to get in that. But I do respect their football program in the sense that, you know, they've consistently gotten better every year for the past couple of years. And I think it's headed in the right direction. And they always play us pretty good. Uh, they usually win when it's played at their place. We usually win when it's played at our place. And that's just like a good kind of, crossover rivalry because like you know home field advantage means that much because Mm -hmm. we're usually around the same talent on the field you know so that that can just push us one way or the other so that's that's what i respect about them yeah i uh i respect that you know since you know okay they're basketball school and quote but um they haven't been 
they haven't been what they should, especially the level they recruit in basketball since 2013. And they've kind of like transitioned into being a more like balanced fan base into football. And I went in 2018 uh, and they, they won 10 games that, that year. And it, it was a, it shocked me how fun of and loud of an environment that was. Uh, so I respect that about them. I respect Stoops. I think he's a, not an elite coach, but a very like solid, consistent coach. Uh, and then, you know, thing I hate is just, I literally, I literally hate Calipari. Like that's all I have to say. Just fuck that guy. Um, and his greasy ass hair. Um, <laughs> this, this next one's going to be hard. Uh, and then it'll end on some, some easier ones. The next one's Vanderbilt. Yeah. I was kind of, I was kind of dreading this one because like, I just never think about Vanderbilt. I mean, the, well, the, the, the hate is easy because it's the mm-hmm. whistler. Right. Because, you know, that man should be put down. He should be just put down or maybe not put down. That's a, that's a hard word. I don't want to, I don't want him to die, but I want him Ex- to be banned maybe. from maybe every sporting event that I ever have to watch in my entire life. I want him gone, exiled. I want him at home behind his TV and he can whistle as much as to his heart content there. That's whatever, you know, him. That's what I hate. What I love about Vanderbilt, they bring our, they, they they bring our conference GPA up. That's what I love about Vanderbilt. Oh, solid. Thinking outside the box there. Yeah. Uh. Well, yeah. What I hate about Vanderbilt also has to do with the Whistler, but it is the fact that the fans say we should not complain about the Whistler because we have cowbells, because they are so they're reaching so hard on that because nobody takes bells to baseball games and if they do they ring it like when we go yard or something yeah i mean that's just not a thing uh if it was uh, that would be valid and we also wouldn't ring it literally simultaneously during every pitch yeah um and i guess the thing i respect about them is like his lung capacity i, I don't know that's kind of impressive <laughs> to me uh okay so um we we got two two left one from the west one from the east uh we'll start with the west one here and it's old miss you really gonna go old miss before tennessee yep. i figured we'd end on old miss um <clears throat> what i hate about old miss is probably uh mostly to do with their fans year in and year out all we hear throughout the whole off season is omg we're gonna be so good omg look at this guy omg we got we got two four stars from North Carolina that are going to change our everything. We we have 18 quarterbacks on our roster, and they're just going to tear everybody up, and we're going to win everything. And then every year, as soon as they start losing, all it is is excuse after excuse after excuse after excuse after excuse, and they can never be like, oh, yeah, maybe we weren't as good as we thought we were going to be. And that just, oh, that pisses me off. Um, and what I respect about them, most is giving us a free series win in baseball every year. Yeah, man. Can't, can't complain about that there. Um, for sure. Uh, man, I I guess, uh, if I had to respect something about that horrid university, um, it's, it's just the town of Oxford. You mean, Uh, you moved there. Where I live. Your home, your hometown. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I think it's a, a decent place. Um, you yeah. moving there hopefully made it a little better. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, going through the things that I hate, uh, and there are a many. Um, thought we were supposed to go with one. Dude, I know, but I just – I'm going to go through it fast. Uh, <laughs> one, loafers. Two, cold chicken tenders. Three, uh, three mascots. Four, Juice Kiffin. Five recruiting narratives um, about every time they lose a recruit to us, they didn't want the guy randomly. And last is uh, claiming that LSU is their rival when LSU could not give a single shit about them. Yeah, that's a good thing. Also, another thing that I will say I respect about, or excuse me, Oxford, um, is that since I've been living here for the past month, I've been on call most of the time. So I've only got to go out to the bars twice. But when I have, I respect the amount of good-looking women that live here and the amount of horrid-looking fellas that live here. So, like, I mean, it's nothing but dude in in loafers, khaki shorts, and polos at bars, and all of them look like they fell down the stairs at two years old, and they got their face busted up and never got it fixed. So, that's what I I respect that about Oxford, too. Oh, I forgot to put covers. 
their covers on my hate list. Covers? Yeah, like fifty to a hundred bucks to get in the library. Oh, oh bar covers. Yes. No, that's Indeed. that's ridiculous. All right, man. Well, rounding uh rounding off the list is uh, Tennessee. Okay. Well, it's easy to say what I hate and what I actually enjoy about Tennessee. Uh, quickly, what I hate there. 90% of their football tailgating is ass. It's in parking garages. Hate that. Stupid. Uh, it's not one of the best tailgating places in the SEC as much as a lot of people say it is for some reason. It's dumb. It's awful, and I hate it. I most of all hate their new money baseball fans that are so cocky for no reason other than they've been decent for the past two years, um, or I guess three years now. They've been decent for the past three years, and that just, oh, it irks me to no end. Their new money baseball fans want to put their shitty T-ball stadium and their shitty T-ball fan base atmosphere that they have there on this on par with people like us and Arkansas and LSU and Ole Miss and the way our stadiums are and the way our fan bases come out for baseball because it is not the same. It doesn't matter. You cannot put 4,000 fans up against 16,000 fans and tell me that that fan base or that, that atmosphere is anywhere on the same planet. Okay, so that pisses me off. Um, what I respect about them is what – I don't respect Tony Vitello, but I respect what he's done with that program in the past three years, and I respect Vol Navy. Vol Navy is one of the coolest things in tailgating. As much as I said 90% of their tailgating for football is ass, it is. But that other 10% being Vol Navy is one of the coolest things that I've ever been a part of that I got to go uh, tailgate to and and be there for game day, and that was super cool. Well said. Um, I'll start with my respect, and it was going to be Vol Navy. I've got not got to experience it uh, to the level that you did, but I've got to see it um, a couple times, and it's definitely something I, I'm extremely jealous of. As somebody who loves boating and loves being on the water, um, if if Starkville was on the river and it went right through the town and right by the campus, I mean, that would be freaking awesome. Uh, so super jealous about that. Uh, especially being a, a Tennessee River stand. Um, things I hate, though, uh, you know, yeah, they were decent this last year, but they they have and had the most naive fan base in the last 20 years. I mean, brick by brick, this is our year. Feels like 98. At what point does that get embarrassing? And they just have no shame, which I guess I respect that. Um, but just, I mean... You get one one decently hype year in the last twenty five years, and uh, I mean, I guess they finally lived up to something. Um, but we'll see. We'll see how they look this year, man. I just, I don't know. And uh, obviously, the god awful orange. I mean, it's it is. It's so gaudy. I will say some of their orange and gray football uniforms are some of the coolest looking ones. I think, but the orange in any other aspect, I hate. Um, and the, and, and you know what, I'm going to say this and you may shun me for this. I, when I first got to, I, when we first went to that game up there, that was the first time I've ever been in the environment of their stadium and their football atmosphere. It was a pretty good atmosphere. It's, I, I feel like it's one of the tops in the SEC, but their stupid little song that they do. You know, Rocky Top. Yep, Rocky Top. After every first down, after everything, I will say it's overplayed, and it is quite annoying in that aspect. And I actually hated it for the first three quarters. But to be honest, at the end, it was stuck in my head for months after that. And you know, it's a very catchy song. And to be honest, I can see the appeal to it. If I went to that school and I actually had any love in my heart for that stupid orange school, I would probably really enjoy singing that song all the time. Um, but I, I still feel like it, it doesn't have to be played after every play in a football game. That's just too much. Yeah. I mean, I'm from Tennessee and uh, you know, I, ne I never like grew up a Tennessee fan. I was forced to wear it until I was 10 and realized like, Oh, I hate this fan base. Um, and then just wore maroon after that. But uh, I mean, the song is fine, but it, to me, I was the opposite. Like I, I would, I would enjoy it like the first like three or four times and then after that, I was like, okay, when when are they going to play something else? What, like, yeah. what, like, I mean, 
anything. Uh, but yeah, man, it's a rough go there. Um, so my vote here is since we're kind of running a little long to not do the preview on LSU and Georgia, but I'm going to ask you two more uh, hate and respects, and then we'll be done. How's okay. that sound? Yeah, that sounds good. I was about to actually bring that up since we're running a little long. Maybe we'll, uh, since we're kind of getting gearing up for football season here, we'll start doing. Uh, how many weeks do we have for football season? Um, we'll do until we until we play. We're not going to count like the Vanderbilt one. How many weeks? I mean, it's going to be September second. Uh, so, yeah, I'm just trying to think. We'll we'll uh, yeah, we'll try to do it where we do one podcast a week and we- oh, eight, eight weeks and three days so next week would be seven weeks so if we record one a week we'll be on time well that sounds perfect yeah so we'll we'll go ahead and wrap this one up after your questions here and then we'll uh we'll uh, start that next week i guess and uh do one podcast a week going forward until football season and then maybe the week before we'll we'll do an extra one you know uh pre-game day podcast to get geared up here but uh yeah that sounds like a plan okay that'll work that'll work out well um so these two obviously you don't know what they are so this will be a little off the rip so maybe it'll be super genuine uh but there are for our two uh, newest members so oklahoma okay is, is the first one um you know i don't <laughs> uh baker mayfield hey <laughs> douchebag okay Okay. Um, that's what I hate about Oklahoma. Uh, cocky little shit, five foot eight looking ass. Um, what I respect about Oklahoma is their baseball. I feel like, you know, especially in the last couple of years, they've been pretty solid. I wouldn't say, you know, good. They've made it to Omaha. They played for the national championship last year. Um, they've been decent, uh, decent fan base in baseball. I wouldn't say it's anything special, but you know, for a school that, historically, you know, I don't know. I, I respect their baseball program in the last couple of years. I think it's headed in the right direction. Um, so, yeah. And uh, going on to Texas, I hate Texas fans. I hate Austin. I hate the, that orange. I feel like it's even worse than Tennessee somehow. Really? Um, yeah. I, I hate it. I hate it all. Um, I hate their stupid fans that were back every year, and they're most definitely not. Um, I hate Quentin Ewers. Uh, I hate uh, Arch Manning. Um, I hate their uterus-shaped <laughs> stadium. I hate. <laughs> I, oh man. Uh, I hate the picture that their quarterbacks posted like two days ago with them all flexing. I think they all look like schoolyard girls. It's stupid. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, rattled off one or two hates about them. Uh, the one thing I respect is it has to be their baseball program. I mean, hands down, bar none. They're the most consistent and best baseball program in the United States. Um, it's it's crazy what they have done over so many years with so many coaches and so many athletic Omaha directors. Trips, uh, I mean, it is crazy. Uh, they have the same amount of – like they have gone to literally half of all Omaha's ever, which is a crazy stat to think of. Um yeah, yeah that's that, absurd. It, it's absurd. It's absolutely absurd. I, I respect the hell out of that program, and I wish we could get that kind of success in ours uh, because we have the fan base for it, uh, which I will say they have a decent fan base as well. I got to hang out with a lot of them in Omaha in 21, and uh, a lot of them were super nice. So, you know, as far as baseball fans go, I don't know about football, but I'm sure they're a bunch of dickheads like most of their players. Yep, completely valid. Uh, my respect on Oklahoma is going to be Zach Selman. Um, thanks for him, I guess. Uh, and my hate is going to be Big Game Boomer because uh, he is oh, OU yeah. Homer. God, he was an Oklahoma fan. Um, excellent at fan engagement and uh, is conveniently – I will say Oklahoma has a, a very strong Twitter fan base. Yeah. Um, I am excited, though, because he shits on the SEC all the time, Big Game Boomer does, and he hates the yes. SEC, and he, he's always whining like – why does the SEC get to host all this? Why they, they have too many teams in the tournament? Well, you know, we win everything, so that's why. Um, yeah, but I mean, I'm, I'm excited to see him get into the SEC and see how his Twitter changes in that aspect. Yeah, they're in a for extremely rude awakening, but that's a topic well, for another day. Their, their football team stays the same as it was last year. They're in a for really rude awakening. Yeah, I, uh, I'm not going to go off on this, but it, it, I 
I think Venables may be fired after this year. Um, but moving to Texas, thing I respect, uh, dude. It, yeah, it's a no-brainer on the baseball. I mean, what they've done in baseball is uh, almost like an anomaly statistically. Um, the amount of times they've been been to Omaha, how the consistency. I'm just super, super jealous of. Um, you know that that is one thing that they will they will be fine in when they come to the conference. Like they're gonna. You know, I'm not going to say they're going to win it every year or anything like that, but they're going to be just neck and neck competitive with the rest. They'll be fine there. Um, they are very similar to their brothers in Orange, the other UT, and the fact of the naive fan base uh, from a football realm. Um, we're back, you know. I mean, it, it's the same story as Tennessee, except instead of 1998, it's been – 2006, uh, I think, is when they lost to USC. Uh, let's see, they lost. They lost one in 09, and I think they won one in like what 05 or something. Anyway, they haven't been relevant in football in, in 15 years. I mean, their their good years are are eight and four. And just to be honest, they're in a terrible football conference right now. I mean, there, there's no Oklahoma ran, you know, ran it for the last 20 years until Lincoln Riley left this last year. Uh, you know, Texas, they really need to capitalize this year on their last year. Uh, TCU is not going to be near as good. Oklahoma is still going to be bad. Baylor, I don't think will be very good. Like they, if they don't win their conference this year, um, they're probably going to be in a, in a really rude awakening. And, uh, I, I'm not going to say I hate him cause he's a kid, but Arch Manning, so overrated. I mean, if his, la I told somebody this today, if his last name was Johnson, uh, he'd be a low three star. And he'd probably be at like Louisiana Tech. More or less overrated than Will Levis. Well, uh, it's a different kind of overrated. Um, but I mean, because Will was for the pros, and Will also did slide into the second round. So we, it wasn't as overrated as we thought because people also, you know, professionally saw what some of what we were seeing saying that this kid is not first round, much less top 10 material. Uh, so that was refreshing. Um, but I don't foresee Arch ever starting a meaningful game at Texas. I, I don't. Uh, I, it's just it, – it's so hard to compare uh, between a high school going to college and a college going to NFL. I, I'd say it's very, very close, um, but I think we'll let – Will Levis will have had as much or more college uh, success than Arch Manning will by the end of his career. I'll put it that way. Yeah, I, was, I agree which, with that. Which wasn't any very much. I mean, it was he was a, a B, a B, B minus college football player. Mm -hmm. So that's all I got, man. I, I kind of just kind of enjoyed going through this list and um, pooping on people, but also having to pick something that we liked about a lot of schools that we don't really like very much. So uh, that was a good time. Can't wait to get into um, everybody's schedule going into the year. Like, uh, like we said, LSU and Georgia will be our first two schools um, that we'll review next, next week. We'll go through each of their schedules, um, pick their records um, and start assembling that. Uh, and I, I guess, uh, I guess we'll have to talk about a, a fall, um, pick them and how we're going to do that as well and uh i'm going to owe you i think i still haven't added it up but i'm pretty sure i lost so i'm still going to owe you nine hot dogs next spring um so anyways man uh that's all i got um freaking pumped for football because i don't watch pro baseball and there's nothing on tv right now yeah i agree what do you man uh i guess i'll holler at you next week and we'll try and have the pod released uh you know a week or eight days from now on the next one Sounds like a plan. We'll see y'all uh, next week. All right, man. Take it easy.